There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Destiny, pay attention. We're recording the podcast. Oh my gosh, I am. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Two Gens, One Pod. I'm Destiny. And I'm Shanice. In today's podcast, we are talking about the differences of our freshman years, 10 years apart, because we are 10 years apart. That's kind of our whole podcast. And I just want to say thank you, everybody, coming back to listen. If you're new, make sure you listen to our first podcast where we kind of did some games and talked about pop culture. And yeah. Yeah. So like like she said, we're super excited to be doing an episode two. So I guess we should just go straight into it. Um, so I guess I'll start off with me first. So uh, like Destiny said, I went to college. I was a freshman in 2010. So that was 10 years ago. Um and I went to a PWI, which means predominantly white institution. Um, I went to the University of West Georgia. Um, and so, yeah, that was a great experience for me. Um, I definitely feel like my freshman year was a little bit more tame than probably a lot more, like a lot other people, just because I had like in my head, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, I had a boyfriend at the time. So I was like, trying to be on the straight and narrow and not go too crazy because I didn't want him to like worry or be insecure and stuff. So, but I did have my moments. There were a few parties that I went to and a few people that I, you know, met that definitely made the freshman year experience enjoyable. Um, but for Destiny, she has a little bit of a different freshman year, not only because you go to an HBCU and mm-hmm. I went to PWI, but you're doing your freshman year in the middle of a pandemic. So it's been a little bit different than I think other people's freshman year have been. Yeah, it's most definitely different. Um, I think we said this last podcast, but I went to, well, I go to Fort Valley State University, which is a HBCU in uh, Fort Valley, Georgia. And yeah, it's, 
it's definitely different. I can't, I don't really like, you know, I don't have nothing to really compare it to, but it definitely, I know it's not what it should be. <laughs> um, so a lot of my friends, I was actually lucky enough to be able to go on campus. So I did stay on campus last semester, but a lot of my friends, um, they can't go. Like I have a couple friends who go to uh, Howard. They couldn't go at all. So they've been at home doing virtual. Um, so it definitely is different. It's definitely more stricter. Um, parties. I did go to a couple parties. Parties are not, yeah, all that right. because of the whole pandemic and stuff like that. But hopefully next semester will yeah. be a different story now that there is a vaccine and hopefully people will take it even though even myself was a little bit hesitant to take it um but hopefully it'll be a little bit different hopefully though for sure your sophomore year will be be normal yeah and you'll get to make up for all those like missed memories um that you could have made this year um so why don't you explain so like your first couple of weeks on campus like you said you are one of the lucky people that lucky schools that did get to go Mm -hmm. to campus what was it like? Because I know you went before the school opened, or like classes, obviously, because yeah, usually you do. Um, but like a lot of the facilities, there wasn't like a welcome back week. Like what kind of, like what did you do your first couple weeks? Okay, so the first um like week we were there, um, we had like freshman week basically, but it was nothing like a typical freshman week. Uh, we were put in like groups and we had to sit in a classroom and basically watch everything on Zoom. So like everything they would normally talk about your freshman week, we just sat in a classroom and watched it on Zoom. We didn't get to um do basically anything. Like I know at my school, uh, a big thing that they do is like at the pool, have like a pool party because of COVID and everything. We didn't get to do that. Um It was actually really boring. I didn't actually go to half of the orientation um we didn't really do like the big because um well I don't know did your school I don't know mm-hmm. where it's like then where they you're basically like actually a student now mm-hmm. mm. like alumni come and stuff like that we didn't get uh that we did but we didn't it mm-hmm. was in a classroom it was virtually and we all had to dress up to mm-hmm. stand in our class in the classroom <laughs> we were in it was really stupid <laughs> um but I mean I do appreciate the effort but yeah, it sucks that yeah. we didn't get at least what they we were actually supposed to get. Tried to give you something, you know. They could they could have just like you guys, you guys first day. Yeah, <laughs> your first day is on Monday. Good yeah. luck, you know. Um, yeah. So I mean, I guess compared to my freshman year, obviously I there wasn't a pandemic going on, so we did have all our events. But I will say something about about a PWI. I mean, uh, West Georgia. It, it's an older school, but it's definitely not as old as Fort Valley. I, I mm-hmm. want to say maybe it was. Before, I mean, it just recently became a university in the more later years. Like, I want to say, like, early 2000, it, it became an official university. Prior to that, it was a, a college, just a regular two-year college, I think. Right. Um, they probably had some four-year programs, but it wasn't definitely not where it, like, if it's t- even from the time that I've been, I mean, I graduated in 2014, so that's like six years ago. Um, 
it's it's grown so much. Like their advertising and marketing to get people out there has like really really worked, and the school has grown so much. They have so much, so many new facilities that were not there. My freshman dorm no longer exists, and it was like one of the original dorms that were there when the school like opened up. Um, but uh, to the point I was trying to get to is that HBCUs <laughs> do have a lot more. They they are more proud in their history. So like the yeah. alumni stuff that you were seeing, um, that stuff didn't really happen. Our, my freshmen are, are welcome back. We really wasn't like catered to freshmen. It was catered to the whole school in general to welcome them back. So like during the day, they would have um, the student activities council would have like little events during the day where you can like win prizes. And um, at night, it might have like uh, some some type of event. The big event at the end of the week was like a kind of like a, a carnival um, where they would have like a cookout and um, they might have some type of like activity, like a like a bull riding machine or something like that. And then the end of the night, they would have a fireworks show. So like that was like the big grand finale of it all. And that was really cool. I mean, and they did that every year. I was there. So it wasn't just special to my freshman year. They do that every year. Um, it's like a tradition. And that was fun. I mean, definitely because for me coming into the situation um, about our family is that my, our mom went to college, but she just went to a junior college. And then my dad, he went to college for like a year and then dropped out. So college wasn't really like something that we like as far as like going to like alumni games or homecoming. So like we never had that growing up. Right. So going into college was like a whole new experience, the whole everything, meeting new people, like having that college pride was so new to me. So um, going in and like seeing like sororities and fraternities in like real life and not on TV was like amazing to me. Like I was like recording everything on my little phone that I had back then and would post them on Facebook and just be like, oh, look at these guys. Like, just so uh, in awe of the whole culture, everything. And even though I went to a predominantly white institute, um, we did have black fraternities and sororities. And so my first time seeing them stroll was like, oh, this is so cool. I've never, mm-hmm. like, you know, I only heard them by name. I never actually seen them, like, wear their colors and do all that stuff. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then also there was... Of course, there was white fraternities, sororities. So I, you know, learned about them as well and how their pledge week is, how that kind of works a little bit. So, but yeah, I mean, it's been 10 years. So I don't have like a lot of like memories of the first, obviously the first week right. of being there. I just remember, um, yeah, the welcome back week where it was just like a bunch of just different stuff and you get free t-shirts like all like all the time. I mean, I feel like that's college. Like you leave by the time you leave there after four years, maybe five you have like that's all your wardrobe is made of is <laughs> t-shirts because at every event they're giving away t-shirts that is associated with that event but yeah for me i mean we do um see a couple of stories and fraternities around but it's nothing like i would imagine it to be because at hbcu we are like you said very pri- very prideful like to go to hbcu like is a very prideful thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so seeing all of that, we don't get all of that. And um, it is sad. And it is like, I'm ready for it's stuff to go back to normal so that right. I can experience everything. We didn't get football games. Hopefully we'll get football games this upcoming semester, which will be weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we didn't get football games. We didn't get anything. Basically, like, 
Um, all my classes, I could go in person, but I chose to just do them online. Mm. So I basically like sat in my dorm all day, went to class, mm. went to the calf. And that was basically it. They would sometimes try to do like fun activities for us, but it's just hard to do anything because, you know, you have to stay socially distanced. You have to wear your mask. You have to do all of that. So it is hard to plan mm-hmm. activities because yeah, it's a pandemic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see this. So because you guys are more confined to your dorm, do you feel like you made connections with the people in your dorm better than <laughs> if you hadn't had that? you know, this pandemic going on, you guys were like quarantined. Like, I know you're really good friends with your roommate now, but like, mm-hmm. do you think that like that contributed to it? Um, yeah, in a way I think it does because I think I do hang out in my dorm a lot more than mm-hmm. maybe if um this whole pandemic wasn't going on. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think that we do definitely get along a lot. And I think it is due to us always like, we're always there with yeah. each other um, but I mean, it's hard to say because yeah, we do like, I feel like, I feel like it go either way. Cause mm. I feel like it did go either way for me. <laughs> um, you could either like really like your roommate or you really not like your roommate because we're always together. We right. always see each other and I just don't like you mm. or, you know, your roommate can get, you and your roommate can get really close. So I can feel like I can go either way as to. Yeah. Cause it kind of happened. Cause te- technically Destiny had two roommates. One roommate, the relationship, yeah, (laughs) didn't end very well, or she ended up going home. Not because of Destiny. Well, according to her, it might be because of Destiny and her other roommate. But, (laughs) um, so that, and and you, and that's the one you knew better coming into the situation. So both of my roommates, um, well, originally we had three roommates. The other one never showed up, but both of my roommates, we, um, basically, we didn't go to the same high school, but, we, well, actually, we kind of did because I went to two different high schools. The first two years I went to high school with my roommate that I'm really close to. Mm-hmm. Second two years I went to high school with the roommate that mm-hmm. things didn't end so well. <laughs> um, so we lived in the same county, basically. So we all knew each other going in. But the roommate that um I fell off with, we actually, like, were friends. Like, we actually, like, talked, knew each other. Mm-hmm. The other one, um, I just knew of her. Like, yeah. I knew who she was, but we never really talked right. before that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, like you said, it could have gone either way. You could have, like, really liked them or, like, really not liked them. Because, I don't know, freshman being in a freshman dorm. So, okay, with me, I was in a freshman dorm that was a traditional dorm. Destiny's in, like, a sweet style situation. So, yeah. it's two bedrooms, two bath. I mean, Four, Four bedrooms, bedrooms, two baths, bad. and then they have like a kitchenette living room situation. Yeah. And then for me, I was in a traditional dorm, so that meant two people in one room, and we had a community bathroom. <laughs> I can never. And so I feel like because of that living situation, I did get to know people a lot more than better than if I had lived in like the suites because our our university did have suites, but they were there was only like one section of the neighbor of the university that had it. So there was a very limited um, amount of people that could stay in those dorms. But I feel like because I stayed in a traditional dorm, it made me kind of have to go out and talk to people because we didn't have a living room. Like we had one TV that we shared that I shared with my roommate. So it's not like, you know, we, I mean, I could sit in the room all day watching TV, but then she would also be there and it's also her TV. Too. Like, so like we had to right. share. And so you either, 
you had to kind of get to, you had to really get to know them well. And then because we were in a community situation where like there was one, um, like room that had like a TV and like a place, like a TV and like, um, a pool table and a kitchen, like people would go there and hang out and stuff. And, um, I remember one night, like one of the things that like happened while we were freshmen is, um, the show, the game, Mm -hmm. um, it, it rebooted on BET. Right. And so it originally was on the CW or UPN, whatever it was at the time. And it rebooted. It came back on show on air on BET. Mm-hmm. And so the, the night it premiered, a whole bunch of us came into the little, the, the big TV room and we sat and we like watched the premiere of this right. show. And so like, it was really fun. And then we would also, uh, I remember one year someone, or at one point someone got a Wii and that's when the Michael Jackson <laughs> game came out. And mm-hmm. so we were all in the TV room cause you could hook your game system up to the TV. And like a bunch of us went down there and were playing, um, the game and doing the Michael Jackson stuff. And so there, there was definitely moments where I feel like if, because I am kind of more of an introverted person, it would take, like, I, I probably have to take an extrovert to kind of, like, get me to go out and actually talk to people. And so I feel like because of the dorms, the traditional dorms, it kind of forced me to do that. And I also had a roommate who was kind of more of an introvert. My roommate, um, she, I mean, we're still really good friends now. And we knew each other in high school as well, but we were more like acquaintances in high school. Right. And then when we found out that we were both going to the same school, I was like, hey, girl, you need a roommate? You want to be roommates? And so we decided to be roommates. And, um, and it worked out because me and her, like I said, we're still friends today. Um, she probably got me out of my shell a little bit, um, more than I, you know, probably wouldn't have done by myself. Right. Yeah. I feel that way with my roommate too, because my roommate, she's very extrovert. She talks to anybody. She doesn't care. She will talk to anybody. I'm very like, I, it takes a lot for me to actually like sit down and talk to someone. Mm. I may say, Hey, here and there, Mm. but to actually like have a conversation with you, it takes a lot for me. But she's very extroverted, so I feel like a lot of the friends I have made is because she made them, mm-hmm. and then I was just there, yeah. so then we became yeah. all friends in that way. But um making friends, I feel like, is a lot harder because, well, one, because we did have the option to stay at home or go on campus, so there's actually, like, not everybody is on campus. And two, just because I feel like we didn't have that many like activities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like we have a little game room. I'm not sure if it was open when we first came, but I know towards the end of the semester it did open up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and then really the school would try to do things, like I said, but it never really like yeah. was like fully packed out or anything like that. And you can't really get close to people and mm-hmm. like really talk to anyone anyways, cause you're six feet away from them. Right. So it is kind of, it is harder making friends. I feel like. With the pandemic, then if, you know, yeah, in your situation, because you had so many things to do that yeah. you could make friends. Yeah. We don't have that. Right. Yeah. And for, I remember um, speaking, so we'll go back to like the social aspect of like college. So you've gone to a few like <laughs> get togethers and you've gone, not necessarily, I would say like not full blown <laughs> parties, right? Yeah. Which is. You know, no one can blame you. Like you're in college, you want to have some kind of fun, even though it's a pandemic. And as long I as I wore were, my mask, right? As long <laughs> as you were being responsible, that's all that matters. Um, but for me, I distinctly remember the first party or a club. I should. It was. It was not even necessarily like a house party. Like we went to the club. Um, mm-hmm. The first time we were invited, like, and we were in, not invited, like 
personally invited, obviously anybody, but we yeah. found out how we found out about the party was my roommate and the, my, uh, this other girl that we knew, we went to, we went to the calf and we were just like, you know, getting lunch and these group of guys, they're frat, um, dudes. And so they came and they were like, talk to us and, like across the table from another table and they're like, Oh yeah, what, what, you know, what year are you? And, you know, making conversation, probably, you know, flirting, doing what they do. And so they um, came over to us and they were like talking to us. They're like, so you going to this pretty nasty party, right? And I was like, we were like pretty nasty. And, you know, <laughs> I had no idea. So these guys were cues and mm. <laughs> stay away from the cues. So and I very, I don't, I don't know, didn't know very much about black fraternities and sororities. So like, I didn't know anything about what mm-hmm. cues are known for, what their stereotype is or anything. And so these guys came over and so they're like, yeah, there's a pretty nasty party. It's bikini themed, you know, so come in your bathing suit and looking all cute and stuff like that. And we're having like a pre-party right before um, and we're going to be cooking chicken. And I was like, <laughs> you guys are going to be cooking chicken in the dark? And they're like, yeah, we're going to be cooking chicken. We got liquor. And I was like, Mine is blown. I'm like, I have never heard anyone do a barbecue in the middle of the night. I'm so like so naive at this point. I'm just like, this is so weird. I'm like, and of course you're like, okay, yeah. Like these like older upper class men are inviting us over to right this like pre party or whatever, you know. And so, uh, pre gaming situations, we we're like, okay, yeah, sure. And yeah, the party was called Pretty Nasty. And for those who don't know, uh, Pretty Nasty is like a and it's not, it was not just at our school. Like pretty nasty parties happen at a lot of different universities. And what it means is that the Q's and the Kappas are, th- are coming together to throw a party. And so mm-hmm. the, the Kappas are known to be like pretty boys, pretty and, boys. and the Q's are known to be a little bit more raunchy and nasty. So they, They're dogs. Yeah, exactly. So they have the pretty nasty pa- parties that happen at like different universities. And so this one was the one that they were throwing at our campus. It's a pretty sometimes a big deal. Like other, Q's and Kappa's come from other schools to come up and they do it annually. And it was at this, um, club called Club 31, which was like a barn that they turned into a, a, a bar, like a club, whatever. And so mm-hmm. we we're all excited. We're like, okay, great. We have our first party. We have, to, you know, and, but then like the thing is too, back then, like it wasn't just, I don't know if it's still like this now, but like if you wanted to get in the skip line and like not have mm-hmm. to wait in this long line, you had to find somebody with bands. And so we were like rushing everywhere trying to find somebody so that we can pay these pay them twenty dollars to get these bands so we don't have to wait in this long line and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And we managed to go on this like wild goose chase and I think at the end of it we just never got them, but we like made friendly enough with one of the cues that he was going to like let us walk in with them. So we didn't have to wait in the long line. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, I will never forget it. So after that night came, we got in our little bathing suits. I wore a bathing suit underneath like a romp, like a romper that had like, it was kind of like overalls, but they were shorts or whatever. And so I wore that and, you know, had one strap off and I was like thinking I was all cute and stuff. <laughs> we go to the, <laughs> We go to the Q house and lo and behold, like it's a whole bunch of people. I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know if I thought it was just going to be like a couple people, but it was a whole bunch of people there. There's people outside the house everywhere. They're cooking chicken. Just like, like they said they would. I was like, what's up with that? I don't know that we'll have to 
asking you what be, the thing yeah. is. Um, but we walk into the house and it's filled with cues with, you know, us regular folks, like everywhere. And I will not forget, I was walking to the kitchen trying to get a drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just hear, what? And I'm like, oh, and I turn around and this cute dog that has like no clothes on, just like a Speedo <laughs> holding up this hat with the shovel that he painted gold and purple. And he's like laughing. He smacks me in the butt <laughs> with a shovel. Oh, my God. And I remember at that moment, I was like, oh, no, nah, these posts might not be my type. I don't know if I can hang. And I just, like, I remember just looking at, like, complete shock. And I was looked at my friends. I'm like, he just smacks me in the butt with a shovel. And so, and then he's laughing. So I'm like, that's not funny. It actually really hurt. Like, my mm-hmm. butt was stinging for a good minute. And I had to, like, I had to shake it off. I was like, okay, guys. Like, you know, it's funny now. But yeah. it's it just, yeah, that time my face was just like, <gasps> What did I get myself into? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, when we pre-gamed and we went to the party, it was the club was packed out, like skin to skin, hot, sweating people, people taking Girl, off their clothes. Like it was <laughs> like it, we were on spring break or something, and it was like as a freshman coming in who's never even really been like I've been to parties, I guess you know, teen parties and stuff like, but like that was like crazy to me because i've never seen anything this wild before people are drunk and having a good time and we left the party just like and it's like afterglow like we're officially (laughs) grown-ups we went to a club i got smacked in the butt with the shovel by a cute dog like i think i just experienced everything i needed to experience in college in just one night um so yeah so that was like our first party and it was obviously very memorable 10 years later i still remember that night like it was yesterday for me um this not even due to the pandemic this is just due to the school i chose fort valley georgia if you know what that is it's very small and um there's no clubs like there's nothing like that every party is a house party Mm -hmm. um yeah my school is surrounded by nothing. We don't even have a Walmart. Like, it's very small. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, yeah, we didn't have that. The only party I remember going to that was actually, like, really fun, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, was this one party. <laughs> and it was a Kappa party. And, um, yeah, it was in their house. And I do remember it being really packed, and I was thinking, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, have some people going home. I was like, uh, yeah, I think we're going home after this one. Like, yeah, they're gonna send us home. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember me and my roommate. There was a fireplace. We stood on the fireplace the whole night, basically. Um, and I was killing it up there. Like, I, it was my stage. I, me and Michaela, my roommate. Every time we like go, like if we think like the party's gonna be at the house, we're like, oh, we got to get on the stage, like, because I was up there rapping, like <laughs> that I was hosting. <laughs> Oh my like God. a DJ up there, I was you know rapping or whatever. It was really fun. Um, yeah. yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, but it's nothing like you know what you experienced. Right. But that's also yeah, like I said, it's not really yeah. the pandemic's fault. That's just the school I chose. Well, Club Thirty One. If anybody went to West Georgia, is an iconic staple that was there. It's rest in peace. No longer there. It actually got shut down during the time that I was in college, like Mm -hmm. maybe my sophomore year. Um, 
But yeah, there was all the big parties were there, like Greek Invasion, Pretty Nasty. I mean, and then like the typical Saturday night clubbing situations. Right. Um, you know, was and then, it just like a college thing or like did like townies? Oh, I'm sure locals were. Yeah, yeah. locals definitely were. There. I mean, there was like a handful. I've never really hung out and met any of the locals, but there's like you mm-hmm. heard through the grapevine, like there were particular locals that would hang out mm-hmm. on campus and go to the parties and they were kind of like, troublemakers though like when the, we found out like locals were there there was something that happened that was bad it usually was because a, a local was involved right. it wasn't really a student um but yeah it's so a club 31 it it had its run it had some issues with ownership <laughs> it opened back up at one point closed again and then after that we had to find like other places to do our big parties like we found like it was just a bunch of different like we found other warehouse houses at one point they're having parties at the vfw which you know they don't have they they're allowed to have liquor there but they don't have like not liquor they're allowed to have like i think beer there but they're not allowed to have like liquor so like you couldn't really have liquor there and then at one point we got so desperate where the parties were actually on campus at the um hangar gym Mm -hmm. which was like our an old gym that you know that they used to use before they built our big stadium and stuff right um and they used to have parties there. And because our campus was dry campus, you really couldn't bring, like, there really was no bar. So, like, you had to pregame or you had to figure out a way to sneak it into the gym if you wanted to be, like, lit. And, and those parties weren't too bad. I mean, they had, like, a, like, it was a gym and it had a stage, too. So, the DJ would be out there. People would be, like, you know, doing what she was doing, thinking they were supposed to party. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it was fun, though. And, like I said, I, I didn't go to a whole, whole lot of parties. I went to all the big ones, like the big, like homecoming week, you know, we, any parties that were homecoming and stuff. My roommates were, they would come back and be like, oh yeah, girl, you missed out. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm just was like on the phone with my boyfriend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which was the stupid idea ever. Like if anybody is listening and you're getting ready to go to college, do not go to college with the boyfriend, okay? I'm telling you, it's not worth it. Unless you are already married, which I think is also stupid, don't go (laughs) to college with the boyfriend. You're just going to miss out on the best time of your life, and you're just going to be in stupid drama for no reason. And like the first two years of my like time in college, I was so wrapped up in the ups and downs, breaks up and and makeups of this guy that I like missed it. And so then junior and senior year where I was kind of like pulling away, you know, finally kind of get over it and, and moving away from him more. I like, that was like when I had like the most fun and that, and it was, I didn't get, and I drank in high school before, I, I mean, in college before I was 21, but when I turned 21, of course it became more, you know, easier to get. So I was able to do it more, but I didn't get, unlike a lot of freshmen, the first time I got blackout drunk wasn't until <laughs> I was maybe a senior in college. So I was like a really late bloomer. And I have not been drunk out, bl- uh, blackout drunk since then because that was really scary. <laughs> I did not like that. <laughs> I woke up in my bed and was so confused on how I got there. Like that was like the worst. Yeah. For me, yeah. I guess that we can like, uh, transition over to the differences between our schools. Like, like you said, I got to, I went to the PWI predominantly white institute. You go to HBCU, which is historical black colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you don't know what that means, just means that like back in the day before they let black people get into, you know, colleges, they had to start their own colleges. A lot of them are not lo- no longer, um, known as HBCUs. Yeah. HBCUs are no longer around anymore. Um, so we're, you know, but there are still quite a few, there are a few 
few that are. And Destiny goes to one. She goes to Fort Valley. Um, and I guess we just talk about the differences. I know you don't have a lot of experience yet because yeah. you haven't had a normal freshman year. But I can tell you from my perspective of what the differences is because I had friends that went to Albany State, which is another HBCU, which is like your school's rival. It's my rival. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, and so half of my friends went there and another half went to West Georgia. And my best friend at the time, I would go down there like at least once a year to like visit her for her birthday or uh, I went for homecoming, I think once. And just from like my experience seeing the differences is that though, I do feel like HBCUs treat freshmen more like high school plus because <laughs> they are very, they monitor your, y'all, like y'all, like they did like, um, dorm checks and stuff like that and we didn't have that like our aras never like checked yeah. our dorms to make sure we didn't have anything was- our room checks though is um everybody like even the upperclassmen dorms get mm. room checks too i'm not sure like how mm. theirs goes mm-hmm. but um yeah for us we did have room checks which weren't very i mean mm. our ras literally yeah. walked in looked around and left because we had we had stuff we weren't supposed to have mm. but they weren't um it wasn't like crazy, like where it was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Right. Well, see, with your dorms, because you live in a suite, it might be a little bit different. But my best friend at the time, her dorms were, they hers was like suite style, but it was a lot more people in that one room. Mm-hmm. They Well, actually, they had one room. They had a bathroom in between, and there was another room on the, on the other side. So mm-hmm. she had like three roommates in one bed, in one room. There was a bathroom, and then like three rooms, three people and in another. And they had like bunk beds, right? I think I think so. that's how it's still. I yeah, think there's some think dorms so. that are still like that. But I say all that is to, because they um they weren't allowed to have boys in their dorm. Like they weren't even allowed to have boys in their building. I don't think. Yeah, our um I didn't know this, but <laughs> I've been told that before. I think they just switched it. Mm-hmm. Like when we came, mm-hmm. um, it was like yeah, boys boys dorm, girls dorm, and you couldn't. I think you could, but there was cur- like a curfew right. that they had to leave at by. And so they would tell us stories that like boys, like let's say, you know, you're in a girl's room, mm. would jump out the window <laughs> because they did not want to get caught. And they it was like past curfew, so they couldn't come mm-hmm. downstairs because there's always someone like mm-hmm. in the little RA booth or whatever, like either RA or like security when it gets too late. Right. And so they would jump out the window. So that they would not get caught. And I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Because our dorms now, like, yeah. um, I think one of our, like, Your next door next neighbor is, is, yeah. a bo- yeah. is a boy dorm. Yeah. And for us, I, I stayed in a co-ed dorm. We had, um, at the school I went to, they had, they, they only, they did have one dorm that was all female. But that was, that was the only one. And I don't know if they were allowed to have boys in that dorm or not. Because I didn't stay in that dorm. Mm-hmm. I stayed in a co-ed one. So we had one wing that was, um girls and one wing that was boys but guys can come girls can come can go back and forth on each other's wings like that wasn't a problem there was there was supposed to be a curfew where you weren't supposed to have you know someone of the opposite sex on your wing after a certain time but nobody followed that again because our our ra's were like they didn't care like you know you (laughs) i don't even think i met my ra actually (laughs) i i know it was a guy and i know his room was like at the end of the hall or whatever and he had like a room to himself and I don't, you never yeah. really got, I never, don't even know who he was, honestly. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, they didn't really care. I mean, because, like I said, I had, you know, I when my boyfriend would come and visit, he would stay in our dorm. Um, when Jess had, who was my roommate, had, uh, you know, her guy friend come, 
he would stay in our room. Like, and I, and then I would go, st- and I remember those times where she had her friend over, I would stay in so, uh, someone else's room. There was one time I stayed at one of my guy friend's rooms over there, which was a bad idea because he was a football player mm-hmm. and his room smelled like a straight locker. And I could <laughs> not sleep for anything in that, oh that gosh. time that I slept over there. And I was like, Oh, never again. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like we had a little bit, I feel like a little bit more freedom. At least when I was talking to my friend that went to Albany, mm-hmm. it seemed like they were a little bit more strict with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for us, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like our freshman week, um, that was really kind of the only thing that was like, okay, mm-hmm. we care that you're freshman. After that, yeah. I don't think people really made it a big deal mm-hmm. that we were freshmen. So, yeah. yeah. Also, I guess the big difference, too, is um, because we kind of touched on it a little bit later, is that, you know, sororities and fraternities at my school, like I said, we had black fraternities and sororities, but we also had white sororities and fraternities. And I feel like they had the upper hand. Yeah, they were more visible. They were more like that's who were throwing the big events and like on like Mm -hmm. on like as far as like campus sponsored stuff like it was them and then you had and our the fraternity sororities they weren't as large in numbers compared to like the white sororities and fraternities they're and you like knew when their rush week was starting because it would just be a bunch of girls yeah. walking together <laughs> like all wearing yeah. the same clothes and all that stuff um but yeah, so it's a little bit different with that. I would say that West Georgia had a had a strong black community though, because we had plenty of like black ran student organizations. We, I mean, we had a BSU that was like our representatives as far as like getting events and talking to like the president, and all that other stuff. Yeah. And we had the African Society, we had the NWACP club situation, and we had. Um, I mean, we had a bunch of, I mean, I even was in a group that, uh, that was predominantly, I mean, we weren't, uh, none of the groups are ex- exclusive to black yeah. people or white people could have joined them, but they typically didn't. But I was in a group called Fierce and it was like a mentoring program with freshmen and stuff. Um, but I definitely feel it's not probably, yeah. it's not the same. <laughs> it's probably, yeah, it's probably not. Um, I feel like at my school, well, I don't know. I'm not really sure, like, mm. if people just, like, group. I don't know. Mm. But um, we mainly just saw Kappa's um, cues here and there. I mean, there's a whole cue house. Mm. The Kappa's, I wouldn't necessarily say have, like, a, a house, like, dedicated mm. to them. Um, there was maybe... I'm I'm not um, a pro in sororities and fraternities, so I don't want to say right. the wrong thing. But the blue, they're like blue sigmas. Sigmas, there you go. Sigmas. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of them. But as far as like deltas, aka's, stuff like that, they weren't really there. I'm not sure if they didn't come to campus mm-hmm. because of you know Corona or everything. I know they're like I know we have them, right? But I really didn't see much of yeah. them. And fraternities, I feel like they're more like about this like the party social events and the sororities are just in general yeah like sororities are more about the i mean they have they more they do more stuff with the community like you don't really hear about a delta party yeah you know you you hear mostly about the guys throwing parties or whatever yeah but i know um yeah at our school maybe it's just to me like maybe it's a freshman thing i don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i feel like we when we see fraternities are getting invited to a party it's like Oh my! Like yeah. I made <laughs> because it because they're like, like the yeah they're known as like the popular. They're like the, I feel like they're more like 
I didn't go high school. I feel like it was like the athletes yeah. that were like the popular people that mm-hmm. ran school. I feel like I don't even care about the athletes. Like <laughs> it's mainly the sororities and fraternities mm-hmm. that everyone's like yeah wants to be part of yeah because it's i think it's because it's so ex- exclusive like you have to know somebody you have to make your way in so if if those people you know you know those people did something right in order to to do it so because of the right. exclusivity it's like i don't know it's you kind of be like oh, wow it's like, like what well, the, and, and they're very secretive too like, yeah yes. and it's also very secretive like you know too at the same time so you're just like you know, just a, a bystander looking in, trying to figure out what what's going on with them. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely, um, of course, I've never been to a PWI, so I don't know. Mm. But definitely, I feel like sororities, fraternities, like yeah, they're because, a big thing. Yeah, because even with with y'all, like you guys have plots on the yard for. Well, I don't know for not necessarily. Nah, my school doesn't. But yeah, it, at HBCUs, it's a big thing. Yeah, like, you can't walk on the plot if you're not mm-hmm. part of it. Like yeah, yeah. So they have plot. Like we don't have that. Like, yeah, like, they we did not have. They had a. They did have um like houses on campus that were owned by the school. Um, it was called Greek Village. Where, but like most of the people that lived in Greek Village were the white fraternities and sororities. Mm-hmm. I think the Deltas at one point had a house. I think the Alphas at one point did too. But like, I don't know if it was just expensive or what it was, but they didn't have like a house. Also, I think the big difference too, and not even a big difference, it's just a different experience are homecomings for HBCUs versus PWIs, which again, Destiny gets to experience. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's just like, you know, take your typical homecoming that you would picture like, you know, tailgating, football games, homecoming week, like, you know, mm-hmm. spirit day and all that stuff. But then take that and then add black culture on top of that. So it's just a lot more colorful, I would say. Yeah. A lot more. It's, it, I don't want to. Yeah. But it's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's more. I, yeah. It just feels like, I think one thing about an HBCU, it's just always like, the few events that we did have, it just always feels like a big, like, cookout, like a mm. big family right. cookout. Imagine your typical, yeah. stereotypical black family cookout. That's what it just always felt like. Mm. So, like, I didn't have my homecoming, but I could only imagine, like, right. when we do have it, how it's going to be. Yeah, and I could, I that makes sense to me because I do feel like, and it might just because of size, a lot of times HBCUs are a little bit smaller mm-hmm. than predominantly white universities. And so because it's smaller, you have a little bit, you know, more close-knit community. Um, and so for us, it's like, you know, there's thousands of students and each of them have their own organization that they're associated with. So it's like, you know, tailgating, you you can go to the different tents and stuff. And I'm sure that's something similar, but it's like, it's different though. It's not as, I feel like, separated and it is a lot more, yeah, like like you said, like you just go into a cookout, but it's like twice as big and twice as lit and like just a bunch of young kids just right. hanging out together and um, yeah, because, and like just like the party and I, I'm sure I, I can't, I, I feel like I might have went to Albany's homecoming once, but I cannot remember. But I do remember when my friends came to our homecoming, how they expressed that it was different mm-hmm. than their homecoming. Right. And I was like, what? You know, what, you, what can you, yeah. what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? I'm sorry. You know, yeah. you know, we tried our best. We took it. We tried to take it to the club. We tried to take it, you know, to the house parties. But yeah, it's definitely probably not going to be the same. Yeah, I'm so ex- I'm so excited mm-hmm. to experience my first HBCU homecoming because um yeah, I know 
basically all the HBCUs in Georgia, HBCUs in Georgia, um, we didn't have football or nothing. So no one really had a homecoming. I know Albany had like their homecoming, which was just a bunch of different parties and mm-hmm. stuff. But I'm really excited like to experience the football game. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so ready for it. Right. And I feel like, you know, they do make a big deal sort of, you know, of the alumni that comes back or whatever. But like because alumni, I feel like is more important to, is more important to HBC, like mm-hmm. to use than it is to predominantly white schools. Like unless, yeah. I mean, for us, it's, like, more about the money. Like, hey, this guy came and donated a million dollars to, like, you know, mm-hmm. you guys are more, like, it, you know. It's just the person. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I know, I'm not sure about, like, your school or how your school was, but I know, like, a lot of people that, like, of course, live around, like, mm-hmm. went to my school. And a lot of people who come and volunteer at our school or even teach at our school, work at our school, are, like, alumni of mm-hmm. the school. Like, mm-hmm. they went there. So, I feel like it is, like, it's a big deal to be an mm-hmm. alumni and you come back, like, it's like, like yeah. you're kings and queens. Like <laughs> we treat you with the utmost respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that's fun. I mean, I I hope that next year you'll get that experience because I mean, homecoming in general is a fun week for I think every school and mm-hmm. any university, but particularly for HBCUs. Yes, I feel like I'm I'm very happy about my decision to go to an HBCU over um, a PWI. Mm-hmm. I would say. Okay, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and transition over to your favorite time of day, Hot Topics. Hot Topics. Destiny, I love pop culture. No, I love pop culture. No, I I love pop culture. I love pop culture. No, I love pop culture. I love pop culture. Okay, let's just do Hot Topics. Okay, guys. Like I said, we're, it's time for hot topics and let's just get straight into it. Um, first story that I got for you, girl, is Iggy Azalea blasts Playboy Cardi for missing their son's first Christmas to be with another woman and the woman responds. So basically what happened was, uh, Iggy got on Twitter and was just, ranting her frustrations mm-hmm. with Playboy Cardi, you know, calling him a trash person who uh, decides to go to, like, an album release party, then spend his first Christmas with his son. Um, one of, Like, that's a tweet that started off. She tweeted, I would never decide to do something of my own free will that meant missing a milestone moment with my son. And if you do, you're trash. And, you know, when people read it, of course, they figured they were talking about her yeah. baby daddy. Um, and so she, I mean, she she went in. And she did. There was a, quite a lot of tweets. I'm not going to go read all of them, but she started this one that she said she, to clarify, this man was literally at my house last night telling me he loves me. So this is very much not me being bitter. It's not me ducking. I wish I think she's trying to say, you know, effing with trifling <laughs> stuff that happens at the expense of our son. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have not said anything and could say much more for the longest time because I know the net won't side with me and that I'm hated, but Christmas and this girl is proud of you on her story. I'm cut. I'm I've covered for you for so long. You do better. A lot of women would relate. So yeah. So she went in and then eventually the girl who I guess, which I feel like hit dog holler, like if you, you know, she never said who the girl was, but Mm -hmm. the girl that I allegedly that she was talking about, um, she did a whole statement just, you know, defending herself, saying that she was never the another, another, the other woman and that, 
when she started seeing him, he told her that he was single and that she's never detracted him from hanging out with his son. She encouraged it. She encouraged him to have a good relationship with his baby's mother mm-hmm. and that, you know, she's not the one that she's claiming to be, that this is all the things that she said, that Iggy said happened was another girl. It wasn't her and that she was not going to tolerate dis- disrespect. And, you know, I mean, it's all messy. I, I haven't, um, cause she also went on live. Iggy went on live and, um, I, I haven't really read much into it or looked much into it because I wait for my messy Monday <laughs> to get all of my tea. <laughs> but, um, I just feel like men are just like, uh, artists, basketball players and rappers are yeah. the worst type of men to have children yeah. with. I feel like, I mean, and I just feel like age. they always get like off the hook with it. Mm. Like, like she said, like. Imagine a mother missing their kid's first Christmas. Mm-hmm. They would get all types of hate and stuff like that. He's missing first Christmas and nobody really cares. Yeah, like, and everybody calling her bitter. They put turning yeah. it on her. And I know people love to hate Iggy. I, I mean, know. she does have her reasons, I guess. I mean, they might have their reasons. She does sometimes mm-hmm. appro- appropriate, you know, black culture. Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, I mean, this you have a child. I, I, that's so crazy to me that you would miss your child's first Christmas. Yeah, to be to for any reason, right? Like, to miss your child's first Christmas, and why are you having an album release party on Christmas? Christmas. Right? <laughs> like, I just feel like I don't know. And there's like other stuff of the story too, where she said that like he has refused to sign the birth certificate or allowed this her son to have his last name. It says on his um birth certificate that it has her uh legal last name right now mm. and i just i don't really follow playboy cardi does he get online acting like he is the father of the year or something like that i'm yeah i don't really follow him either mm-hmm. i would surely hope he doesn't yeah if especially if he's what's really going right. on if you're not even signing the birth certificate yeah. <laughs> um i just feel like you just have to watch who you have kids with. Yeah. you just need to be mindful because i feel like at that point, if, if you hadn't signed our child's birth certificate and then hasn't agreed, be in my child's yeah, life. you don't get to be in my child's life. It's, if you have the means, like I, I mean, even then, if you don't have the means, take that man to court and, and get, get your, your child money. support and be done with him, you know. But if you have the means to raise your child by yourself without the help of him, and you have other male influences yeah. that could be a father figure towards yes. him, then do that instead of trying to get online and you know rant about it. But I understand her frustrations, like. I personally feel like, yeah, I would just, I would just be like, you can't see your kid. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's better to have, it's worse to have a parent that's in and out Mm -hmm. than it is to just get rid of the whole situation. Especially if she can't, like, you know, her family can be the male model that he does need because boys do need male models in their life. But I just feel like it's so toxic. And then, of course, going online, I feel like her going online is probably like, She's probably wants people to know, like, this is what's really happening mm-hmm. behind scenes. But I don't know. I feel like you also have to be mindful with that because eventually your child will be old really? enough yeah. to to know, to look it up and see all of that, which couldn't be toxic yeah. to the child. And, and also, I feel like, you know, she kind of threw this woman, you know, under the bus about the situation. I feel like that you know, didn't need to be you know, implied or put in there just because, like, yeah, side chicks, sometimes they know what they're doing and mm-hmm. they're being malicious about it. But in the, the day, this is, he makes his own choices. He's his own man. And if he decides to be a trash person, then like, 
direct all that anger towards him yeah. and not bring this girl in who's, you know, and, you know, claiming that she has nothing to do with it, you know, the whole innocent until proven guilty thing, I guess, goes out the window on the internet. So Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's just mad, so she's just going to bring up anything she can to <laughs> hurt. Yeah. Well... Let's move on to our second story, which is a little bit more positive. Um, ASAP Rocky spotted Landon and Barbados to spend Christmas with Rihanna after spending Thanksgiving together. So, according to this, um, people, you know, spotted uh, ASAP Rocky getting off in air, leaving the airport to go hang out with Rihanna for Christmas. And people are thinking maybe this means that they're getting a little bit more serious. Um, Wait. What happened to that other guy, Beyonce? She like broke up with him. Rich. The billionaire or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they broke up. And she seems to be in the arms I of ASAP. I think that's a really cute couple, personally, because I feel like they both dress very nicely. <laughs> I think they'll compliment each other in that way. But, um, yeah, I mean, we can see what happens. Yeah. We'll see. I know some people don't like it. I feel like they say that she's, like, stepping down from, like, the guy she was with. I feel like... Um, I don't know why. I mean, I know... Maybe ASAP Rocky's music career isn't as like prolific, but yeah. I feel like he, they, like you said, they have both have really good style. They're both attracted people. They're both in music. They both have money. Like, yeah, I don't I understand why. Like, I feel like when you're a celebrity, like when you have as much money, because I'm Rihanna, she has money. Like, mm-hmm. you have as much money as her. I feel like it doesn't. You're not really looking for someone to bring in finance like financial help or mm-hmm. you're not looking that way anymore i feel like at that point you're generally looking for someone yeah. you generally like like mm-hmm. and want to be with yeah which is like you said they spent thanksgiving together and now christmas i think she went to to, to new york for thanksgiving and she, he came down here for christmas so they would have cute babies they would and they're both 32 years old you know, not saying. I think Rihanna has talked about wanting to have kids, though. Yeah, you're not it's saying. Time you know, to settle. Yeah, it's that age where you start settling. Maybe though, this will be the one, and they would have cute babies. They would have some musical babies too, both of them. Because mm-hmm. isn't ASAP Rocky like a producer too? Like yeah. he's not just a rapper. Yeah. Even though they I always talented get, kids, I always get him mixed up with Travis Scott. This I feel like <laughs> I don't know if they necessarily look alike. I don't think they look alike. I think it's just because the, the both hair. have the braids. Yeah, and they both make that kind of. Look. Well, no. I guess ASAP Rocky's music is not like it's not, yeah. It's a little different, but so our last story, your favorite family, Barack Obama reveals mm-hmm. what it's like having Malia's boyfriend quarantined with them. Sasha helped President Obama curate his 2020 playlist. So uh, I saw his playlist. <laughs> Barack Obama got on uh, their podcast with his wife Michelle. And they talked about, um, you know, quarantine with their kids and teaching them how to play spades. And <laughs> um, did the beginning of the uh, quarantine, back when all this was first happening, um, Malia's boyfriend um, also stayed with them. And he talks about, you know, teaching them how to play spades, how to trash talk. Um, and he, he mentions that, like, you know, he... He didn't want to like Malia's boyfriend, but he had turned out to be, he's a good kid. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, he likes him. And, you know, so that, I mean, that's nice. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It just feels so weird seeing Malia and Sasha grow up. <laughs> Even though I, I think like, I know Malia's older than me. I don't know. I think me and Sasha may be around like the same yeah. age. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like I basically, I feel like we've all watched them like grow mm-hmm. up and stuff. So like, I feel like it's so weird seeing them like do like 
grown people that yeah. like have boyfriends and stuff like that it's like oh my gosh yeah i mean it is it's crazy to think that like when they started like she was like sasha was like little little like yeah you know man. and now That's she's so like i think a freshman in college as well or i think so and so, then it's weird to me like oh my like imagine being the, her boyfriend like you were quarantining with one of the presidents of like a, <laughs> a former president of yeah. the United States. What I was reading was that um, he got stuck here during the whole quarantine because he's he's from Britain, so mm-hmm. he got stuck here, and the Obamas agreed to let him stay with them. And uh, but he didn't need to. His parents apparently are also millionaires, mm-hmm. yeah. so he could have gotten a place. But like the Obamas were like, "No, come stay with us anyway." Like, and I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Malia probably had something to do with that, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> I just, oh my gosh, I'm just imagining like being there. It's just, I love Barack <laughs> Obama. Like, I love him so much. So to me, it's just like, wow, to be staying in the house with Barack <laughs> Obama and him teaching you how to play spades, <laughs> which you still need to learn. I don't know so. how to play spades. <laughs> um, and also, a funny like thing he said was that um, he revealed that Malia's boyfriend ate a lot and made his grocery bill go up about 30%. He said, quote, <laughs> the only thing you discover is young men eat. He, he said, it's weird to watch them consume food and my grocery bill went up 30%, which yes, I mean, we have a, a we brother. We have a brother and, and he ate a lot. He, yeah. And doesn't gain a, a drop of weight. But yeah, because wasn't, yeah, we were just, because <laughs> um, yesterday was Christmas so we had talked to him on the phone and yeah, my dad was joking that he weighs like what 170 pounds. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, I can I can gain six pounds in like if I wanted to. I was like, yeah, okay, like, sir, sure, sir. He's been so skinny. Oh my god, he's so skinny. <laughs> um, but also, uh, Sasha. I mean, she's been getting some a lot of like yeah. heads turning too. She's been on TikTok doing her mm-hmm, thing with and her friends. Yeah, she <laughs> she's yeah. like relatable. Like she's just like every. It's cool seeing her because it seems like she's just like every other yeah. teenager out there. So yeah, and I feel like um, I know it's probably harder for them because when that whole thing came out and like Malia was like smoking weed or something, mm-hmm. I feel like that's it. Kind of sucks for them because they'll always be in the spotlight. Yeah, like. He's not present no more, but they'll always be like yeah. in the spotlight. And they get it worse just because I think because they're black and because I mean Bush's daughters I think were known for being party girls too and mm-hmm. they were always, you know, in the headlines and like now they're grown ups and grown up and they have families of their own and stuff like that, but like people kind of let it slide letting them be young adults having fun, but it does seem yeah. like they are coming harder and judging these girls for being a lot harder yeah but i'm and then i'm trying to think like what's really like what do we really, he's not present anymore like yeah he doesn't have this, to keep up this image, yeah he, you know? they can do whatever mm-hmm. they want yeah well on top of that um obama also released his favorite songs of 2020 he said that sasha his music guru um helped him out with that and so if you guys want to check that out he has it online um on Spotify's, I think the the playlist is just called Obama Barack Obama's favorite music of 2020. So you know, go check it out. It's like a mixture of a uh, some hip hop, R and B, and rock songs. Yeah, he does one like every year, and I I like watch I like looking at it just mm-hmm. to see like what is Barack yeah. Obama listening to nowadays. Well, he has some of our favorites on there. He has Savage Remix with Megan The Stallion mm-hmm. featuring Beyonce. I um, he has some Bruce Spring- Springsteen on there, some Dua Lip- Lipa, 
um, hers on there, um, Janae Aiko. <laughs> so some, 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 like, just imagine, like, this coming <laughs> out and you see your name, like, the present. Oh my gosh, like, you guys, I, the love I have for him is just in my head, like, the president is listening to you. Yeah. Like, he listens to you. Lord, don't let one day, if this podcast ever, <laughs> and I any find type out Barack Obama is listening to this podcast, oh my God. That would, she, y'all will have to pick her ball off the floor. <laughs> yes. Well, that wraps up all the stories I have for you today. That was Hot Topics. What do you think? That was a, those are some pretty good stories. We yeah. had some Christmas ones. We had some drama. We have our family, favorite family. I want to. So. See what uh, Zoe has to say from Messy Monday about the whole oh, thing. Yeah. So that wraps up, I think, our episode for today. Um, number two, down. Yep. Next one, next, next Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so don't forget. Oh, guys, also, we have IG now. Oh, yes. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Instagram. It's uh, it's the number two, Jens, G E N Z, one, the number one, P O D. Yeah, so our our social media um, manager, Destiny, is running that right now. <laughs> so go over there and say hi to her. Uh, you know, leave comments. Let us know what you guys thinking about our episode so far. Um, again, like I said last time, we would love to interact with you and get some hopefully good feedback. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's it. We're, uh, we're going to see you guys next time. Make sure you give us five stars. Yes. Oh, Forgot. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>